Hey, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Summer. And this is The Kids Are In Bed. We are two new moms who just had babies in 2020. During that time, we leaned on each other, our limited community, and the internet. We want to share our experiences and knowledge with you guys and hopefully entertain you a little. What better time to discuss babies, sex, pregnancy, and just life than when the kids are in bed. Hey guys, we're back. Hey. And I know last time we ended on a relatively high point with we (laughs) talked about potty learning and how great our kids are doing. And we also kind of shared that, you know what, things are not always great. Things don't always go easy when it comes to motherhood and parenthood and things like that. Um, So I thought this week we would just really deep dive into all of the hard truths about motherhood. And so, and I think some of the things that we are going to discuss, I've been thinking about a lot lately. So maybe I'm not alone in that. Well, we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) I can probably guarantee you're a hundred percent not alone in all of those things. (laughs) Oh man. But how's your week been going? You know, this week has been a little bit more challenging than last week. (laughs) So (laughs) You know, last week felt like more of a high point. Mm -hmm. This week has just been a little bit rough. Um, Logan is kind of, I don't know if it's a regression or just transitional period or, and part of me is like, is this even normal? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, some of these transitions are normal, but he has just been having a hard time with nap time and bedtime, like being willing to go to bed or take a nap, like the idea to him right now is so aversive, which is like the craziest thing because he's always been an amazing sleeper. Mm -hmm. Um, We would just go into his room, place him in his crib and he'd go right to bed. Like we never had to do the rocking or the coddling or anything like that. But this week, like if we say, okay, time for nap or okay, time for bed, it's like screaming bloody murder. It's a struggle to like get up the stairs We've done the visual schedule and it helped, but he's still really resisting. So this week, as far as nap times and bedtimes, has just been really challenging Mm -hmm. because he feels he's acting like he's in distress, which I'm like, all of your basic needs have been met. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you've gone to the bathroom, your bath, you've eaten, you have water, you have everything you need. I'm here. Dad's here. Moose is here. We are all here for you, buddy. But for some reason, he's just having a hard time, which can be not even frustrating, just feels really defeating. Like, I'm whipping out everything that I know how to do, and he's just still having a hard time. And it's hard to see your babies go through hard. Oh, yeah. So, And I feel like Ruth has went through some of those things, too. And it always makes you, like, dread bedtime. And yeah. dread nap time. You're like, oh no, it's coming. <laughs> you like, yes. know it's coming. Which is hard. Hard to see. Yeah. And then like those rest times, you don't <laughs> feel like you're like I usually like to spend a couple minutes like decompressing and then getting to whatever I need to around mm-hmm. the house. But like these last few days, I'm just like, I have no energy in my entire body left to be able to do anything productive. Mm-hmm. I just have to sit here. Yep. Because it's so emotionally exhausting. 
And then so, you're kind of like tiptoeing, like, are they going to wake up? Do I start this thing that I'm going to do or will yes. I wake up? <laughs> like, oh, and then you're like, you're up for like three hours doing nothing. Yeah. As soon as your head hits the pillow, you hear something and you're like, well, I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. Mm-hmm. Which oh, joys. Yeah. So it's been a week of just that kind of craziness, unexpected, unexplained. And I'm just kind of exhausted and feeling defeated. So <laughs> that's been my week. How about yours? <laughs> um, Similar. Just <laughs> mm. um, We've been having sleep trouble with Rowan um, mm. mainly. And he he's never been a good napper. Uh-huh. And he was a good sleeper. There was like we did sleep train and there was like a good two or three weeks in there that he slept well, but Ruth didn't. Oh, of course. It was like one of the, they are so good at that. And then <laughs> <laughs> he like got back on schedule and then he's been fighting sickness and teething and like all of that. And so this whole summer, he's just been kind of off, but he was always sleeping a good chunk and he would wake up at like four. So that mm-hmm. four to six is always kind of iffy. Um, but then this week it's moved up to like three oh. or two thirty, and it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> so we've been having to like re-sleep train, and that's hard because he is a stubborn little bug who just <laughs> you know he just wants sounds mom. like our boys are similar. They are <laughs> they great like stubborn just, boys who want mom. That yeah. sounds familiar to me, and that's it. And so like. <laughs> In the middle of the night, I'm like, Ryan, I can't go in there. I go in there and it's game over. He smells yeah. me like milk, like no. Um, so it's been it's been long nights. So we're with you, you know, it's fun times. <laughs> At least he is napping better during the day the last couple of days, which is really nice. Um, but Ruth hasn't been. I don't know. Have her and Logan been talking? I don't know. I it sounds like they all are talking and <laughs> conspiring against us. <laughs> Something is in the water because yeah, Ruth, she's always napped well. Like that's always been easy. Yeah, and she was sleeping for like thirty minutes, and we're like, no, 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 no. Like you go back to sleep. This is not not wake up time. So right today was her first time that she slept for I think two hours. Went down easy, slept. I'm like, okay. We're good. So good. we'll see how tomorrow goes. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't talk anymore because now Logan's oh, we I had to transition him into the toddler bed, which we were not ready really to do. Mm-mm. So hopefully Logan and Ruth aren't talking because I don't want you to have to go through that quite yet. <laughs> you sent a video of it and Ruth was sitting next to me. I was like, oh no, look, you can't even see this. Don't like, watch. <laughs> Like, no, we're keeping you in there. And I'm really surprised that we have like a recliner next to her crib. Uh-huh. And I'm like, she could easily just hop over and hop on that chair. And she hasn't done it yet. Well, good. We're going to keep it that way. <laughs> but she also doesn't like oh. to sleep anywhere except her crib. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it stays like she hates sleeping in our bed. Yeah. I'm hoping that's on our side. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully she doesn't learn better. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine, right? But isn't it crazy, like, how much sleep deprivation or, like, lack of sleep or inconsistencies in sleep, how much that can affect, like, your day and just, like, your 
and not affection towards your children because I don't think that ever changes, but just your like level of patience oh <laughs> during my the day towards them <laughs> mm-hmm. and your your desire to want to engage in certain play activities with them when you're oh, yeah. exhausted or they're exhausted and we're all stressed out and just like the spiral that that causes. Oh, it's bad sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I got to get out of the house. I got to do something. Like I just need a break. Yeah. And it's it's hard to admit that though, because you have kids, you're supposed to be happy and <laughs> good all the time, right? Totally. But that's not how it works. It's no. not. And sometimes I do. I sometimes I tell David, like, I'm I have to go and mm-hmm. get a coffee. Like, yep. I just have to go and I'll be back. And sometimes I will go and he thinks it's just for the coffee, but really sometimes I just need a break. I need to be by myself. I need to listen to what I want to listen to. I just need to be by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> for the 20 minutes that it takes for me to drive and wait in line and get a coffee. Sometimes I just need that. And it's I it's sometimes it's hard to do that when you're in the house or it's hard to mm-hmm. admit out loud. Like, I love you all, but I just need some time. Yes. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> without that time, I think just your feelings and just your approach that day or that week can, it can spiral really quickly if you don't oh, take that time for self-care either. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just even that 20 minute drive. It can really change the outcome of the rest of your day. Yeah. It's crazy. Because as soon as you walk back into the house, you feel a little bit more recharged. Your kids are happy to see you. And it's like, okay, I can do this now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just needed that little step away. Um, but I don't think that that's something that I ever imagined or thought about motherhood. Like, when you're yeah. pregnant and you have this little baby and even as they grow up, you just think that they're always – everything's always going to come naturally to you because you're their parent. But I think – think well I know based on my experience <laughs> that that's not the truth all the time mm-hmm. you know motherhood is absolutely incredible and it's the most amazing thing and I would do it a million times over but it is hard mm-hmm. and I don't think enough people talk about the hard things I don't think so either and I think some of that at least for me is like there's like a shame factor to it or like a guilt factor of like, well, I have these kids and people would really like love to have this and I have it. I should be grateful and I should be happy and good. And that's yeah. not realistic. I think in any way, and it's just not, it's not talked about normalized in a way to where I feel safe voicing it all the time. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's not because you don't love them or you would choose a different life. Like it's definitely not that like mm-hmm. I would choose this journey a million times over but it is not easy like because I think there's it's just emotionally draining it's physically draining you know Mm -hmm. spiritually draining sometimes like there's just a lot of things going on and if you aren't able to fill your cup you don't have a whole lot to pour out into your family and Mm -hmm. that can be hard it is and I there's a lot of things that I didn't think would be an issue for me until I was in it. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. like, oh, I know, like my friendships will change or whatever, but I didn't realize what that was going to feel like until I oh, was yeah. in it, you know? 
Totally. And I think that's something that I heard a lot is like, you'll find out who your real friends are, you yeah. know, when you have kids. It's totally something that I heard. But now that I'm in that stage of life, like it's v- there's a very clear divide of like who's in the same stage of life with you and who yeah. is not. And it's mm-hmm. really it is hard to kind of intermix those different stages of life mm-hmm. because as a parent, there's not always that same level of freedom or opportunity yeah. or desire, mm-hmm. honestly, because sometimes I get invited out and sometimes I just don't want to leave Logan. Yeah. I just don't want to. I've had a long week. I've worked all week. I have two hours that I get to like spend with him, you know, mm-hmm. during a long week. Like I don't want to sacrifice that. Nope. Um, And I think sometimes people don't understand that, but for me, it's a hard sacrifice to make. And often I don't choose to make that sacrifice. Right. Um, Which is fair. (laughs) But I don't think if you're people that aren't in that similar position, it's really hard to understand that. Before I had children, I did not understand that. Mm -hmm. Because it's a weird thing to think about. Like, I don't know. I think some people think, well, don't you want to break from your kids? Right. Right. Because that's what like society makes you think like, ah, these poor moms are so tired. They need a night out. Yeah. Which sometimes is true. But other times it's like, no, I need to be with my babies. Like I want to be home. So motherhood's complicated. And I have been that mom who's like, oh, I want to go and do these things. And then I go and then I get in the car and I'm like, oh, but look at this cute picture of them. Like Mm -hmm. I miss them or like checking in on them. So it's a it's hard. It's so complicated. It is. And I think like your feelings can change within the moment too. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Like I go to Target for my break and all I'm doing is looking at toys or clothes or things (laughs) or things we need for the house. Like it's never Mm -hmm. like a break where I'm like looking at things for myself. Never ever is it. But I think that there's just different and everybody is different too. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots of people who are like, no, I need a break from my kids. I cannot right. wait. And that's totally okay too. Totally normal. Um, but I think the expectations that I had for motherhood are different than what they are. Oh, um, for sure. You know, there's so many amazing things, but I thought that I was going to be Because before kids, I was very creative, very hands-on, very crafty, always doing things, love to do things like that. And then I had kids and I was like, well, I haven't done anything. I haven't taken out my craft box Mm -hmm. since Logan was born. You know, Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to do all of these like Instagram crafts with him and all of these activities and these homemade things. And I just, I just haven't. Like that's just not something that has really played out or panned out for me. And so just that lack of creativity or what I thought I would be like as a mom in that regard is completely different than what I am. And I do kind of grieve that. Like, I'm like, I wish that I had more time or the ability or the money or the, Mm -hmm. you know, the list goes on and on. Like why I can't do all of these big, beautiful, creative things with him, for him, you know, together, Mm -hmm. but it's just not something that has come to fruition for me right now. Right. It's hard. It is hard, though, to know that you have this thought or wish or desire and it's not happening. Oh, for sure. 
I think mine was like a huge, when I had, or when I found out I was pregnant with Rowan, um, cause Ruth and I used to go on walks a lot and like, we'd walk the dog, we'd do all these things. And then I was like, oh, it's going to be great. I'm going to get the double stroller. We'll go on walks. We'll like take Misha on a walk and it'll be great for like my yeah. bonding time. And I think that was, <laughs> this was my moment of like, oh, this is not what I wanted it to be or not, <laughs> not what I wanted, but not what I thought it would be of like, yeah. I put both of them in the stroller, our first walk, solo walk without Ryan. Mm-hmm. And we make it down the block. Misha's like freaking out because now there's two babies she's trying to protect. And right. she doesn't know where to walk. That was like her big thing. Do I walk next to you? Do I walk next to Rowan? And Misha <laughs> is like losing her mind. And then Rowan's screaming and Ruth's kicking because she doesn't want to be in the show. Like it was awful. Mm. And I remember having this moment of like, why isn't this working? Like it's supposed to work. Totally. Why isn't this doing like, this should not be what's happening right now. And I mean, granted things are a lot better now, but I think you go through seasons of like, wait, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And it pops up like all the time. Like, I don't know, even with the second compared to the first, there's times where I'm like, okay, Ruth was eating really well at this point. What is wrong with like, what is happening? Why isn't this working? Like it should be, or, um, why aren't they getting along like they should be like all of these things, <laughs> you know? Um, it's just really hard. I think to say out loud though, sometimes. Yeah. We're just kind of like, especially like nursing or like breastfeeding. And that was a hard one for me of being like, this is not what I thought it was supposed to be like that. You just put the kid on the boob. You're good. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> not and you know that you totally like it's yep. <laughs> not expectations and reality are very different mm-hmm. and i think we all know that but then when it doesn't happen mm-hmm. it's really defeating really you defeating. know it really takes like a blow to the ego when you have these thoughts or these dreams or these desires or wishes and it just doesn't go that way it's like well what's wrong with me mm-hmm. why can't i do that self-blame why can they do that and I can't you know it it is hard it is I think one of the things that I find myself really spiraling into a lot is like constantly thinking about Logan's developmental milestones and where he's at and then Mm -hmm. comparing that to other kids and what their ages are and what they're doing and you know Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure there and like that can take a lot out Of a person, you know, when you're constantly comparing and you want the best for your kid and sometimes, you know, that fear or that anxiety or that worry and then going back to that self-blame, like, what am I doing that's wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, if they can't do this, what what am I not doing to help support them? Right. Um, And obviously the kids develop and progress and do all kinds of things in their own timing, right? But. (laughs) It is hard, like, especially, like, for us in Logan's speech journey, you know, we're always thinking about, like, you know, how is he progressing compared to other kids? What's his articulation like? Can people understand him? Is he talking enough, producing enough sounds and all of those things? And so, obviously, always constantly comparing him to other kids, kids with clefts, kids without. And Mm -hmm. it's just exhausting, you know? Oh, yeah. That mental toll. Yeah. Because it's always in the back of your mind. You're always thinking about it. 
Yeah. And I think like you, at least for me, I'm the kind of person like I like to kind like when things are hard, I like to kind of wallow with somebody else about it because Mm -hmm. I just want to know that I'm not alone. Yeah. You know, because I think I spend a lot of time when things are hard thinking like we're the only family going through this or only Logan struggling with this or only I as a mother Mm -hmm. am failing in these areas (laughs) or a wife or, you know, as a family member and failing in these areas. So it is so refreshing when somebody else is like, no, actually, I'm also feeling like I'm a failure in these areas. (laughs) Right. Like sometimes that can be reassuring, but it doesn't make it any easier when you're in it. Right. I think that's a huge part where like the life that I have now is going to be different. And sometimes that means even like the friends that I have are going to be different because I need someone (laughs) that can relate to my new life. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. You can't talk to everybody about diapers and breastfeeding and poop and sleeping. You know, not everybody's going to understand that. Like I remember when Logan was little and I would text some of our friends and I was like, oh, you know, he's finally back up to birth weight, you know, and that was a Mm -hmm. huge celebration in our house. And like, yeah, people don't if you're not in that world. Like, you don't understand, like, what a huge celebration something like that is. Or, like, weight gain. You gained three ounces. Like, that was huge for us. And so mm-hmm. you, it is hard to have certain conversations with <laughs> different friend groups just for that sake. Not everybody understands. And I certainly would not have understood before kids. Oh, yeah, no. I've been like, cool. They're eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't even you know. think I would have, like responded like that I think I would have had no idea what to respond or like what the significance of that is like I probably would not have <laughs> even said much honestly it's hard it's a different it's a different world I think sometimes yeah it's it's a tricky world too you know but, do you ever feel uh, like that you miss your old life or parts of your old life oh yeah like I was thinking about it. Um, I had a doctor's appointment with my OB to like follow up on things. And I was kind of like, I wish that my body was back to normal. Like it was Mm. three years ago. Yeah. Like that would be nice or, (laughs) you know, um, or even just like Ryan and I went to a movie, his parents are in town. So they were able to watch the kids. And I was kind of like, it would be nice if I didn't have to think about all these other things while we're here, like, yes, we're able to go out, but I'm still thinking like, okay, did I leave enough milk for Rowan? Did I pump before I came? Like all of these factors Mm -hmm. and just missing being able just to be like, Hey, you want to go to a movie tonight? Sure. And just getting in the car and going. Yeah, absolutely. Like I miss that. Like I wouldn't trade Ruth or Rowan for the world. Yeah. But there is part of me sometimes where I'm like, man, it was kind of nice sometimes <laughs> sleeping in. That's my big one though. I totally. didn't, didn't realize Ryan likes to joke that I need a lot of sleep to function. And I didn't realize how true it was <laughs> until, until you didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh no, it's true. Like, Yeah. But yeah, I definitely miss it. And I miss, sometimes I feel like I'm not me all the time. Right. Um, which is kind of true. Like I'm a new version of myself. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's, 
it's a weird place to be. I think I was hanging out with, um, friends from like college the other day. And I was kind of like, this doesn't like, it feels normal, but I, it doesn't feel normal. Cause like right. one of them was married. One's dating. One's not in a relationship. None of them have kids. And I'm sitting here hooked up to my pump. Totally. <laughs> talking, like, <laughs> which is fine. Like they're great. And everything was fine. It just felt different. Yeah. Um, and so I miss that sometimes of just being super carefree and feeling like one of the girls, you know, yeah. what I, mean? I don't know. I, <laughs> I think the same thing, like there's times where I'm like, we'll go out to dinner or something with some friends that don't have kids. And it's like, man, I wish I could just sit and enjoy this dinner. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm wondering about Logan stop running around or don't throw your food or eat your food or, you know, nap time or bedtime or, you know, there's a million things going on. And I wish that I could just sit back in my chair and like not have to worry. Mm -hmm. I think (laughs) just that that worry, (laughs) even just during dinner time at our own house sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, I wish I could just sit here and eat and not worry if you're like going to throw your food across the room. And then the mess you have to clean up and then the bedtime and then this and then that. It just, it never stops. And it's the same thing that you're saying. Like we could get a babysitter and do that. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also thinking about Logan and I'm missing him. And how did he go down? And did he eat his dinner? And Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, like all of those things. Like it's, I can't remember honestly the last time that I was just relaxed and didn't think about all of the worries of the world. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. And maybe that's not possible. Maybe like when you become a mother, like you just get a new maternal sense that, you know, you're kind of always on alert. But I do really miss that part of myself just being able to like relax and not have thoughts or worries or a hundred things on my to-do list or, you know, thinking ahead 12 steps, like just being in the moment. I think that that is something that I really miss. Yeah. Um, and kind of like in thinking about this, I have recently learned that like the actual transition to motherhood mm-hmm. has a name. So Ooh. like there is a transition yeah, and it is named and it's called matricence and it's defined as the transformative transition to motherhood. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically a time of growth pain, discomfort, and exploration. And like Uh, reading that, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Like it is, it's growth, Mm -hmm. it's pain, it's discomfort and exploration. Every one of those things just like makes sense. It defines the transition to motherhood so well because there is still a lot of joy and growth and happiness Mm -hmm. and excitement in that, but it's also hard oh super hard like I think the the exploration part alone I'm just like yes everything is new right right like (laughs) everything is new so yeah it's even with the second baby everything feels new yeah because you have two (laughs) yeah and you're having to do it again and differently and Mm-hmm. Do you remember how to do that? And <laughs> no, the answer is always. 
I'm just kidding. But yeah. No, I believe you. I believe you that the answer is no because I've been thinking about planning ahead and, you know, one day when we have two, like, I don't remember what sleep schedule is. I don't remember how much to feed them. I don't remember anything. Honestly, I don't remember one single thing. And Logan's not even two yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how do I restart all over again? It's like you're learning. And then, oh, of yeah. course, your baby is going to be different. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing is people are always like, oh, your babies are always so different in personality and everything. And I'm like, but I'm just now getting in the groove. Like, I don't right. know if I want things to be so different. Yeah, it's it's a huge change. Um, yeah, but they're so different. And I think something I wasn't prepared for this time around, I didn't have this as much with Ruth, was just being touched out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like has been huge this time. Um, and I don't know if it's because I didn't exclusively like nurse Ruth. Right. She took bottles and Ryan Fetter and stuff, or if it's because now there's two of them mm-hmm. and they're constantly on me. <laughs> um, but now I'm literally to the point where at the end of the night, sometimes I'm like, Ryan, don't touch me. Like, I just don't, just don't touch yeah. me. And um, even during the day, sometimes I'm like, okay, I have been holding Rowan or Ruth for hours straight. Totally. And I just need to go. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, right, I just need to go take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> like I just need a space where it's just me and my body and no one else touching me. And that's been really hard to admit, um, even just to Ryan. Was, yeah. Cause I feel like as a wife, like you're supposed to be affectionate and intimate with your husband. Right. But now my body is shared to a bunch of different people. With so many different people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'm like, I just you know, I'm not in the mood tonight or whatever that may be, um, has been kind of a, for me, it has been a hard part of our relationship for me to like admit to, because I feel like I I should be okay with this. I should want this, but really I just want to lay in bed and watch Netflix and be by myself. Yeah. Um, You don't want to Netflix and chill. You just want to watch Netflix Netflix alone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just let me be in here. The cat can be in here, but she also could not be touching me. That's the other thing. The animals. I'm like, Misha, get off my foot. (laughs) Like, Totally. But yeah, that was something. And I hadn't really heard anyone say that until I had kids. And like this time around, I've had moms be like, oh yeah, there's no way I'm pregnant. It's been like so many months and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. It feels like a foreign concept until you're there. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like, I mean, we haven't done that. Like not that far, but like. Totally. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, that is crazy that some women are like, oh no, like we just, no. Or like, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't something that I had ever really heard of until this time around. Um, Yeah. Which maybe like that had been like a roadblock to like just intimacy in general. I think so. Cause I think I connected, this is like an unhealthy thing, but I connect intimacy with like my self-worth in a sense, right? Like if I'm not being intimate, I'm not doing my duty and Mm -hmm. that makes me a bad wife. And then, you know, you just spiral down. And so, um, I think it definitely has been a roadblock. I mean, luckily, Ryan is a great communicator. Yeah. <laughs> and so 
we have talked about it at length and he's very gracious about it and like totally understands and he'll even be like ruth we're not touching mama right now like yeah let's go over here you can come sit with daddy or go sit with the dog or whatever um but i do think it was it was months before i even told him like i'm done being touched yeah anything um but i do think that plays into other things too like if you don't get that break Mm -hmm. I feel like things get to like I found myself getting more irritated with Ryan or losing patience with the kids because I'm just like I just need my body to be mine totally yeah like you want to be alone but then you also at least for me I start to feel alone Mm-hmm. And then I feel like I'm in this like space, but I also don't want to be around or talk to anybody. But now I'm also feeling like I'm in this lonely space. It's just a weird, it's a weird spiral. It really is. And I think you can get disconnected very quickly, whether that's from friends or from mm-hmm. your spouse or from your kids. Like when you get into that cycle of negative feelings like related to your self-worth and like I'm not a good enough mom or a good enough wife or a good enough friend or you know when you start to think those things like it spirals fast oh yeah (laughs) I think that when you are in that new phase of life you have less people to turn to that can really understand what that phase of life is like or how you might be feeling and I think even with like closest friends like it is I don't hear a lot of people talk about you know the no interest in sex because Mm -hmm. you're too touched out or just you know it's just not a conversation that is had or you know not feeling like yourself because you haven't lost the baby weight or Mm -hmm. not feeling comfortable in your body or you know you're too tired or (laughs) you know all of those things there's too much pressure the house isn't clean You know, I yelled at my kids today. I'm frustrated with my husband today. Like nobody talks about those things openly, but Mm -hmm. every single one of us experiences them. And so I'm just like, I guess the question that I'm asking that maybe there's no answer to is like, why? Like, why don't we talk more openly about these things? I think we're all going through them. Oh, yeah. Because I think it would have helped me feel like, okay, this is normal and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, like, I'm not a bad mom. I'm not a bad wife. This is just what is normal and what's going to possibly happen. And that's okay. Yeah. I think that would have, or would be helpful. Um, cause I still sometimes have this issue, but like, I think yeah. it is helpful to hear that it's normal. Absolutely. That's okay. I wish it would have been talked about a lot more. Yeah. A lot more. Like I didn't even understand what touched out was until I went to a postpartum rage workshop uh-huh. like this time around. And I was like, oh, that's why I get frustrated. Right. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> that's why. Cause there was a good chunk of time um, where Rowan wouldn't go to anyone but me really. Uh-huh. Like he still, he definitely favors me and he'll cry. Like I want mom, but like he wouldn't go to Ryan. Like no one else could comfort him except me. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I need a break. Like just yeah. for a few minutes. Can you go to Ryan and just like 
You know? I need you to like him right now, please. Yeah, just just <laughs> like him right now. <laughs> I swear he's cozy. Just like go for a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, I think just not even knowing that it's a thing can feel really isolating. Yeah. Needing to be them. needed is a great feeling, but it's mm-hmm. also really hard. Like mm-hmm. I love when my husband needs me or wants me. And mm-hmm. I love when my son needs me and wants me. Like those are great <laughs> feelings. It really boosts self-esteem and confidence. But it can be exhausting because mm-hmm. sometimes they both want and need at the same time. And sometimes they're not doing it in the nicest way. Mm-hmm. And that can be really frustrating. <laughs> it's like, can you all stop whining for one second, please? Right? Just like let me see what's going on. Let me assess the situation. Why are you all doing it at the same time? Mm-hmm. That's when I get frustrated and then I I lose a little bit and then like it's instant guilt. And now I have oh, to yeah. apologize. I have to apologize to my one-year-old. I have to apologize to my husband. Mm-hmm. And then I'm feeling like a total piece of shit because <laughs> I have like now just exploded. But all they want is me. Yeah. And that's a good thing. It is. <laughs> but it's also really hard to manage sometimes. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when it's your son who's up at 2 a.m., and only mommy mm-hmm. can help him. Yeah. But mommy is really tired. And so daddy goes. <laughs> <laughs> but all you hear is the crying and it will not stop until mommy's there. It just, it's hard. It's hard. And it's exhausting. <laughs> it's really hard. Ryan's favorite phrase is when I'm getting like frustrated. I'm like, it's always when I'm cooking too. I feel like I'm in the kitchen cooking and then like all of them are in the room with me. I'm like, this is my alone time. Like, yes. Yes. Go out of the room. And when they all start crazy, he's like, but mom was the best. I'm like, oh. and that always gets me. Cause I'm like, I know like that phrase. I'm like, I know they want me. Yeah. And they think I'm great, but please get out of the room. Right. <laughs> just like, <laughs> even the yeah. dog is in here. Like, just go, go for a walk, do something. It's really, it is a really hard thing. Yeah. And David does the exact same thing. Like I'll be doing something, especially in the kitchen, I think. And then all of a sudden they're there and I'm like, why are you guys here? Why are you here? And I get, uh-huh. I'm get i feeling frustrated because I just want that like peace and quiet. And I just want to like do this and be able to like serve my family mm-hmm. and also take a break. Yeah. But then they're all there and they all want to be there because they all want to be around me, which is like so <laughs> flattering. Yeah. But also not right now. And that yeah. it's hard. Mm-hmm. And then I feel bad. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that I do miss about my old life, including sleep. I'm not mm-hmm. sure that I have, like, slept soundly and solidly since my, like, second trimester with Logan. Yep. And I'm not sure I ever will again. I really hope no. I could. <laughs> but I just miss... <laughs> sleeping in i miss taking naps i miss just having like a solid night of sleep yeah Um, you know because when you're pregnant you have to pee a hundred times so you're never sleeping through the night and you're huge yeah like (laughs) you just don't feel like you know you're exhausted but somehow your body is playing tricks on you and saying you don't need sleep Or your child or your dog or your husband is snoring or whatever it is. Like, there's just, I'm not sure the last time I had some restful sleep. And my goodness, I miss that so much. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have talked about, like, doing the, like, mommy getaways for, 
you know, a full day where you just go to a hotel and you pamper yourself. And I always say like, what would I do? I don't know. I I would, I feel like I would just be bored. Mm -hmm. I feel like my body is craving it so much. Like just that alone time and that peace and the quiet and just like doing things normally, like getting into a car without having to buckle kids in or hopping in and out. Like I love that. Mm-hmm. I love doing errands without kids. It's amazing. It's <laughs> so much also, easier. <laughs> it's like, my goodness, like I would be worrying and I would be missing. And like, what about bedtime or nap time or, you know, I love my husband and I love my son and I would miss them a lot. But, you know, I'm not sure like if there's a good answer, you know, if that self-care is like what I need or would that just be hard i don't know but i just miss being having sleep and i miss being worry free anxiety free stress free Mm -hmm. traveling my goodness i have we have some friends and they they just hop on a plane whenever they want and like i miss that so much just to be able to like travel without packing Mm -hmm. one million things yep without thinking about a million things Mm -hmm. without paying a million dollars like i just Miss the ease of old life. So much. That was something I was telling Ryan. I'm like, I wish we could just get in the car and go to the coast because it's really hot right now. Yeah. And I see all these people just like at the beach wearing hoodies and in blankets. I'm like, oh man, that looks so nice. But it would we would have to take the kids and then like hotels cost more sometimes. And then like packing and like Mm -hmm. a whole shebang. I'm like, and then it's not as much as of a vacation. Yeah. When you take they're, trips. they're trips. Yeah, they're vacations. trips. Yeah. And I'm like, it'd be so nice. Cause I'm like, oh, we could do a day trip. But now sometimes I'm like the day trip, they have to think about naps when they would sleep. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a whole new world. Whole yeah. New world. But. but like all of that to say, like, I know, <laughs> like I would not trade in this life for anything. Like I look at Logan mm-hmm. every morning and anytime he's in bed or sleeping or anytime he's doing anything, honestly, I swear I look at this kid all the time and I'm like, it makes me teary eyed. Like, how did I get so lucky mm-hmm. to like get him? Yeah. Like it's exhausting <laughs> and it's hard, but like he's like this incredible miracle of a child. And so Like, I think these things aren't talked about because there's a lot of guilt and like Mm -hmm. saying them out loud and like complaining, like, how could we complain about this like beautiful life when like there's so many people that would like do anything to have this life. Right. But it doesn't make it any easier. No. You know, like at the end of the day, it's still hard. We're still exhausted. We're still tired. We can still miss these old things about our life, but I think that it's not talked about as much because, you know, it's hard Mm -hmm. to admit these things out loud. It is. And I think it's hard to accept sometimes that like everybody has a hard and everybody's hard is different, but that doesn't make them any less hard (laughs) for them. You know, I think that's the tricky part of life. Cause I know, I mean, I have some friends who are like, oh, I like wish I was married now or I wish I was blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, that would be great. Like, yeah. it's a great thing. Yeah. Um, 
but at the same time, like they're not seeing the fights, the arguments, the like all the nitty gritty behind it, you know? Yeah. Um, and vice versa. Like, I'm not seeing what it's like to be single and like try to meet people, you know? <laughs> so it's like both ways. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too, is like the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. I was having a conversation with a friend and she's getting married and she's going to uh, live on her own for a month or two. And I was like, my goodness. And she's, she wasn't looking forward to like living alone. And I was like, yeah. my goodness, I would do anything to live alone <laughs> for a month or two. Like yeah. I would just love that. And she's like, no, you wouldn't. And I was like, no, I wouldn't now because I would, I would just be miserable. Like if I had to live on my own without my husband or kids, I would totally be miserable. But like before husband and kids, like man, I wish that I could have had that opportunity or if I could have done that or could have had that like ability one more time. Yeah. To just live on my own mm-hmm. for a month or two, you know? And and I think we're, we always want what we can't have. Oh, yeah. Or that's not yet available to us, right? Mm-hmm. There's always something. And I think too, like there's so much pressure from social media. Oh my gosh, yes. And that plays, you know, and there's so much about like what research says or what you should do or what you shouldn't do or all of these things. And it's like, gosh, sometimes it's just too much. There's too Mm -hmm. much information out there and it can make you feel like a total failure. Oh, totally. There have, I've had waves of, okay, I need to unfollow. Yeah. These things because I would find myself either like. I don't know, like constantly thinking about it and like obsessively thinking about, I don't know, like when Rowan was having um, head shape issues and like all yeah. those things, like I would have to unfollow accounts because it would eat away at me all day long. Like, well, this is what this person says. And this is what that person says and blah, blah, blah. And it's all great to have that accessible, but it's so much all the time. Yeah. And sometimes I think about like our moms or grandmas, like they didn't have all of that, yeah. right? Like <laughs> they had other women and some books and doctors, um, right. which I'm really grateful that we have a lot of the stuff that we have now, potty learning. I mean, I don't know what I would do without it, right? but <laughs> like, it is a lot, a lot of pressure. And I think sometimes I find myself thinking like, oh, I'm doing this wrong because they say you do it this way. Yeah. And then I spiraled that way. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not good enough because I'm not doing it this way. Or like this mom was able to get their kid to do this and I'm over here and they're doing that. And yeah, while it's all great and I believe well-intended, I don't always take it the right way like I should. I totally. get the pressure going on myself. I, uh, perfect example to go off of that. (laughs) Like it was sharing earlier, like (laughs) Logan had been struggling with his sleep. And so today, for some reason, Logan decided he was absolutely not going to stay in his crib any longer. Mm -hmm. And he found a way to Houdini his way outside of his crib, (laughs) put him back, jumped out of his crib before I even left the room. He was already out following me. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) <laughs> again he put him back he jumps out of the crib again and it's like okay 
here we are. Like, here we're at this crossroads. And we have to make a decision based on safety. Like, what's going to be best (laughs) for him? Because his room is right next to our stairs. And, like, he's – there's just so many factors going on at this time. We make a decision. We're going to make his crib into a taller bed to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. And then retroactively, you do all of this research and you look at what's the right thing to do and how to transition or, you know, and then all the research says absolutely do not do it before two and a half years old because they're not going to be ready. You're never going to sleep again for the rest of your life. Right. It's basically what it says. <laughs> and so yeah. now I'm sitting here. I'm like, great. He is not even two. We've made this transition, you know, six months mm-hmm. earlier than we had originally planned anyway. Kind of fell out of our control and then just sitting here thinking like, what did we just do? We went against everything that's advised, but we had to make a decision that was going to be best for us in that moment. Mm -hmm. But then feeling a lot of guilt of like, how is this going to backfire? You know, research says this. We did this. You know, which is hard because if I wouldn't have gone into the super deep dive, I would have been comfortable in our decision. Well, actually, I wouldn't have. I was not ready to make that yeah. decision. We had planned we were going to do this in December. Anyway, um, so it was very unexpected. But, you know, I would have sat right in the decision like this we made in the right. moment for safety, for Logan. What was going to work best for our family? And then you do this deep dive. And then you're like, well, <laughs> damn. Like, I yeah. made this decision. It goes against everything that's being advised. And, like, here we are. So I think sometimes having all that pressure from social media or all of those resources, it's amazing. It's gotten through us through so many things and so many hard times and just learning. Um, but also it's hard. And now you just get – I'm experiencing like this like guilt and shame of, you know, a decision that is very well intended and – yeah. But here you are, you know, there's always there's always something that goes against, I think, what you think or feel or always even that can be hard. I think that's where we have to remind ourselves, like only we know our kids. Yeah. And we know what's best for them. Well, we may, always, we may not always remember that and feel like, right. we know, <laughs> but in the end, like we do know what's best for them. Um, and that's why so many moms have so many different opinions on how to do things. Right. right. Everyone does things different based off of their kids. So the information's great, <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like you should come with like a little warning label. Like, totally. Yeah. <laughs> you might go into a deep dive and you might feel some pressure and yeah. Yeah. And I think you said it best. Like, I think like things are hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard. There is no manual. Because I think if there was a manual, there would be so many different like caveats because everybody is different and your children are different and your parenting styles are different. I'm sure that there are no two parenting styles that are exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure that there's lots of different areas that people are different in and how they approach things are different. So I think it would be entirely impossible to make a parenting manual, although it would be so helpful. (laughs) But I think at the end of the day, we've been given this like gift of like, we love our children. We know our children best. We're going to make the best decisions for them in this moment with the resources that we currently have. Exactly. And I think we just have to like leave it there. Mm -hmm. Like, 
We're doing the best that we can with what we have. For sure. And that's hard. It is. And I think that's kind of where I start to feel like, (laughs) am I doing this the right way? I get kind of lonely feeling in that sometimes. I'm like, I feel like no one else is having to make all of these decisions like I am or which is totally not true. Like you're sitting there making the same, same choices, you know, but it feels like, like I'm the only one doing these and thinking all this and blah, blah, blah. And I think that also, even like with Ryan, we are talking to some other friends, but like, I do a lot of the research part on the things. And then I like tell Ryan, like, I think we should do it this way. Cause blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, cause he doesn't have Instagram or any of that stuff. And so I start to feel even lonely in that of like, I'm the one doing all of this stuff and like my friends aren't going through it and all of this. And it's so hard because I'm like, but I need to make these decisions right. for my child. Um, and Ryan is there helping make the decisions, but I'm the one getting all the information and right. like giving it out. And it's such a hard um balance because sometimes I feel like I'm trapped yeah (laughs) in that and um it's tricky you know it's really tricky it (laughs) that's the truth it is tricky (laughs) and I'm not sure how or where the answer really if there's an answer in all of that probably not but I think like just in general parenthood is amazing it's hard it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. It's joyful. There's just a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to it and, you know, a lot to be grateful for. But I think the reality is it's not always amazing. And that's yeah. okay, too. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to admit that it's not amazing is a big step, too. Yeah. Like, I know for me, I get, I start feeling way more, um, isolated when I'm not able to talk about things like that. Yeah. Um, which is why therapy is really good for me. Cause I feel like I can just get it all out there yeah, <laughs> and stuff, but it is really hard to just kind of be like, well, this is like everything going on. Um, and not being able to feel like I'm actually being heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think what's hard about like parenthood and motherhood in general is like Oftentimes you, and not always, but oftentimes you are parenting with a partner mm-hmm. and you're parenting alongside like a spouse and you don't always see eye to eye. And sometimes you want to vent about that. It's hard yeah. to share about the situation without throwing the other person under the bus. Yes. You know, and without saying like, I'm frustrated because this and all the things that this person did wrong, you know, <laughs> Like, still trying to, like, hold them in high regard, but also feel frustrated, but also, like, not wanting to, like, drag their name through the dirt. So you just kind of, like, hold it in and don't say anything to anybody about it. Yeah. But it's still there. And then you have this, like, resentment of, like, sometimes I'm like, David, why don't you play with him like this Mm -hmm. and put your phone down for a little bit? And I get frustrated because my expectations of how David and Logan should play are different than sometimes the reality and then that's frustrating and then it's just hard to be able to vent that without Mm -hmm. making it sound like I'm throwing him under the bus when in reality like 
99% of the time, he's the most amazing father. Right. But there are moments of frustration. Right. You know, but I think it's hard to share about that 1% or 5% or 50%, you know, whatever your percent is of like mm-hmm. frustration when it comes to parenthood, because oftentimes you're not doing it completely alone. But you can be alone in those feelings or what you say or not say too. Exactly. And it's just like, like marriage or partnership, like two people are coming from two different worlds yeah. and you're combining into one. And so I was raised very different than how Ryan was raised. Yeah. Which means we're mixing that together <laughs> and the <laughs> expectations are going to be different. And I don't know, Ryan and I both are very stubborn and strong-willed in certain ways, in certain areas, yeah. certain areas. And so it's like, why are you doing it this way? And we like get into those little arguments and, you know, like you said, it's hard to talk to other people about that without it sounding like <laughs> we're just arguing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, I promise we're doing great. But like, Yeah. Times. No, we love each other. Yeah. However, there's this moment. <laughs> Right. That was frustrating. Mm -hmm. I think that at least for me, those are things that I don't share often Mm -hmm. because like I, I do hold my husband in very high regard and I don't want anybody to ever think negatively about him. However, there are things that he does that really frustrate me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so, you know, just trying to navigate, like, how do I vent this frustration? So I feel like I'm not alone. Yeah. But also, you know, be respectful of my husband (laughs) as well. Right. And I'm sure there are things that I do that he disagrees with too. You know, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Like we're we're all perfect. No. I do do think there are, there is a part of me that I feel very, I'm much more of a control person than Ryan is. Like, yeah. Which is why, like, I have this similar thing of, like, why aren't you playing with them like this? Or, like, why aren't you doing this with them? Because I feel like that's what would be best for them. Yeah, right. Um, and that goes into so many different areas of parenting for me. Like, when, like, babysitters come over, or friends come over, or daycare, a huge one. Like, <laughs> yeah, all of these things. Um but I don't always feel like I can talk about them or voice them because that's judging other people. Right. And I don't want people to feel like they're being judged. Cause I know everyone's going to interact with my kids differently than I do. Yeah. Like, that's just a matter of fact, but it's hard to admit that I don't always like it, <laughs> you know, definitely So fun things. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I have had to deal with is like no one ever including my husband is going to parent logan the way that i would or the way that i would want or the way that i would expect and so having a lot of unrealistic and unmet expectations for how others interact with logan or play with or you know raise or teach or do all of those things, all of my expectations are completely unrealistic. Not all of them. Most of them are unrealistic and they don't get met. And so that also leads to a sense of frustration and like lack of trust in other people. And 
feeling like I'm having to carry this big burden because people aren't doing it right. You know, and like trying to navigate, like, how do I just let go and acknowledge and know that they're doing the best that they can? Exactly. Even if I would do it differently mm-hmm. or in my mind better. Right. It might not always be that way, you know, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes there are missed opportunities. And I think that's one thing that does impact my marriage is David has just been begging to go on a trip away with me, like just him and I. And it has been incredibly hard for me to like say I would love to because I would. My like Mm -hmm. my biggest desire is just to do that and just to spend time with him alone, away, and just like him and I. Mm -hmm. But then the anxiety and the like fear and just everything else that comes with like leaving your baby with somebody else. Like yeah. That's a lot. And feeling like there's not enough support or not nobody to like fill in that gap, which Mm -hmm. that's the reality. (laughs) There's nobody that's going to fill the gap in the same way Mm -hmm. that David and I would. But like, I haven't quite come to that like term of like, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, and so that's something that is really hard for me that has impacted, you know, Parts of our relationship is because he desires that so badly and so do I, Mm -hmm. but I just have a hard time letting go of that control and those unrealistic expectations that I have and that fear and that anxiety. And I think Mm -hmm. especially like since having a miscarriage, like my level Mm -hmm. of anxiety and trust is so different because now I know like death is real, Mm -hmm. you know, or like things can happen. Mm-hmm. that you're not expecting or all of these things can go wrong. And like, that's terrifying to me, mm-hmm. you know? And so all I want to do is like hold this baby close to me all the time. Yeah. So letting go and saying like, now you watch him. That's so hard for me. And I don't know if that ever gets easier. In my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe when he's in kindergarten, I'll feel better <laughs> about letting him go. He's going to go to school and he's not going to want to be around me all the time. But I'm like, that's so crazy. Like, that's the craziest thought ever. But, like, that's just the reality is it's just so hard to be able to let go mm-hmm. and not have fear and anxiety and guilt. Oh, yeah. And I think, I mean, they're also pandemic babies. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of, like, for his full, like, full first year of life. Yeah. You didn't, you weren't really able to leave them at all. No. People. I think that kind of plays a part sometimes at least in my anxiety of like, I don't trust a lot of people with my kids because I wasn't able to for so long. (laughs) Cause you never had that opportunity to do that. Yeah. No. And so I think that it's a huge thing. Me, for me, it's always like, well, how far away am I going to be? Because I don't want to be too far away if something happens. Yeah. Is always my big, if something (laughs) happens, I need to be able to get there quick. Like, yeah, like David wants to go out of state and I'm like, I cannot <laughs> because like I need to be able to drive. If there's something wrong, I need to be able to get there mm-hmm. ASAP. And so that's just hard. Like I know that there's going to like I need to let go like mm-hmm. of that for the sake of my marriage and just like for fun. Yeah. You know, just for like enjoyment because my desire is to do that. But gosh, it's hard. So if anybody has some like... <laughs> tips or tricks on how that just goes away let me know because it's just a challenge 
And it's hard to, like, I know when we first left Ruth overnight, um, I mean, I was texting Paige like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, are they okay? Like, what are you guys doing? Is she fine? Which she had a great time. Loved it. She was fine. She was safe the whole time. But there was part of me that wasn't able to relax. So, yeah. You know, like I was still constantly thinking about, and I wish that were not the case, but I think that that part at least doesn't really ever go away. Maybe when they're right. older, but right now I don't, I don't <laughs> see that part going away. People Maybe. always say by their second, they're like, okay, go and take them. And I'm like, I just don't know I if don't... that's me. Like, Maybe I'm just wired wrong. I don't know. But like, I just don't think that that's in my personality to just be like, okay, bye. See ya. Like, mm-hmm. we have two of you now. Like, I'm I'm good. I'm tapped out. Like, I think even <laughs> when I'm tapped out, even when I'm at zero, like, there's still something in me that's like, I don't know. I just, it's a lot. And it is a lot. <laughs> Maybe there's not an answer to that, but I don't know. I think ripping off the band-aid when I went into the hospital helped. <laughs> like no choice. Like I was like, well, <laughs> she's gotta go somewhere. Cause like now yeah. I feel like I could leave Ruth with you guys and have no problem. Cause I'm like, I've done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was also like forced upon me of like she has to go somewhere. Like it's gonna <laughs> be which she had the best time ever and loved it. And I know she's safe with you guys, but it is like that thing of like, but is she like, what are they doing? Like, what is, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird world. Yeah. Because, and I think that's the thing too, is like, nobody knows your baby better than you. Mm -hmm. So when they're upset or frustrated, when they're talking and trying to say these things, like, you know what they're trying to say. Exactly. And I'm like, if I brought him anywhere else, no one would know what he's trying to say right now. And that would lead to like frustration or like something or like confusement. Or whatever it is. And I'm like, but if I were there, I could just tell him and it would be easy. Mm-hmm. But that's the control in me that <laughs> that I have spent a lot of time in my life trying to work on. So, you know, my it's, story is still being written. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you never yeah. know, like a year from now, things may be completely different for you. It's yeah. The way things, the way our lives work. Yeah. Or just crazy. But yeah, the whole having your second one. I don't know if that's, and I, I feel like my anxiety has gone up with the second one. <laughs> so I don't know if that's always true, but yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I think another thing I didn't really know about with um, motherhood was mom rage. Mm. That was a new one for me this time around. Uh-huh. I had experienced with Ruth, I had postpartum depression, anxiety, and like a tad bit of postpartum OCD, Uh which all work together. Right. Of course. Yeah. But I didn't know what mom rage was until I was experiencing it. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Mm. (laughs) Um, cause I think I felt like I was doing better with Rowan mentally. And I, I was, and I was still having some anxiety, still having some depression issues, but they weren't as loud, I guess I could say. But then the mom rage, I was just like, why am I so angry at nothing? 
Yeah. Like there's nothing happening and I'm just mad. And Ryan would be like, what is wrong? I'm like, I don't know, but you're irritating me. Like, just go like, I don't know. Yeah. And I wasn't understanding it until, um, an Instagram account, the lady was like, um, talking about a mom rage workshop. And I was like, mom rage, like, what is this? Cause at this point, so my therapist went on leave. She had her own baby, went on maternity leave uh-huh. and this popped up later in my postpartum journey. And I was like, what is this? And I signed up for the workshop and I was looking through it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like every single one of these warning signs. <laughs> this <laughs> thing. I was like, oh no. Uh, um, and that's when I was realizing like, oh, I'm not taking care of myself. Like I am touched out. I am not being able to like get a break. Um, and there was a lot of like Ryan had went back to work. We had all had COVID like a few weeks before um, dealing with mastitis, like all of these things. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're right. Like this, I'm burnt out and I'm not handling it mentally well. Um, yeah. But I never imagined, like people always talk about like, when you leave the hospital, they give you the warning about like baby blues and postpartum depression. And they're like, if you get angry, set the baby down and leave the room, but keep them safe. Uh huh. And I never understood that. I was like, how does someone like hurt their baby? Like I could never imagine that. Yeah. And I never got quite to the, like, I never hurt my baby, but like, I never imagined being that angry with my baby. Right. Like there was a time where Rowan was just not eating. And I was like, why can't you just eat? Like, yeah, you're like, cause he just couldn't swallow. Right. And now I feel so bad. I'm like, you had problems with your body, but I was so fresh. I'm like, just eat and just go to sleep. I just need you to sleep. Yeah. And I remember there was one time it was like 3am and I was just done. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I was like angry at him and I was like, just be quiet. And I finally, I was like, I have to leave the room. And I just left and he was screaming and Ryan was like, where are you going? And I was like, I just need to go. Yeah. I just need to go. And that much anger I had never experienced in my life. I was Mm -hmm. like, what is this? Yeah. Um, But I hadn't really ever heard anyone talk about it before. I'd heard about postpartum depression, like all the time. Right. Um, or anxiety, even with my last pregnancy, I never heard of OCD until someone diagnosed me with it, but rage, I was like, no, that's not a thing. Like, right. <laughs> what? And then you start learning more about it and you're like, oh, your hormones are crazy when you're postpartum. Um, yes, they are <laughs> yeah, like all of these things. And I wish, but I wish someone would have talked to me about it before me having to scroll on an Instagram page. You know what I right. mean? Um, and I still like to this day, like I haven't really met or interacted with other women who have expressed that they've had that issue before, uh-huh. which is very isolating. Yeah. And can, for me, I'm like, something's wrong with me to where I'm not able to handle it. I think that's always my thing of like, why can't I just handle it? Yeah. Why can't I be okay? Why are like, why is this other mom like going through all these things and she's perfectly fine like cool as a cucumber. And I'm over here just like, 
a freaking mess. Totally. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Um, I think that that one hit me hard this time around of just like, why, why is it not talked about? Yeah. Why am I having to go on a psychologist's Instagram page? Yeah. Hear about it. Definitely. And I would definitely say you're not alone. I mean, I have definitely had moments of like, and it's like a feeling like I get warm and I just can't like explain it, but Mm -hmm. it is just so built up like the anger Mm -hmm. that I feel for sometimes feeling like no reason, but sometimes it's like, it's just been building up all day. (laughs) Um, because I have definitely experienced it like intermittently, but Mm -hmm. I have definitely experienced it. And like, actually probably David was making fun of me today because I think it happened last week is like, everybody was like, Logan was crying. Moose is being annoying. David was like saying we should do this and this and this next time. And I would just like, I just screamed. Mm -hmm. I just screamed. And I was like, stop, like everybody stop. Mm -hmm. And everybody stopped and just kind of like stared at me. (laughs) And then I was like, oh my gosh, like this is awkward. Yep. Like I just screamed like that's super awkward. Mm -hmm. But they stopped. And so David was like (laughs) making fun of me today. He's like, remember that last time? And then he was like copying my scream. He's like, when you get, he's like, when you got really mad, it was like super pitched this way. And then he was like copying (laughs) it. And I was like, well, I'm glad I have a husband that can like make light of that very (laughs) embarrassing situation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's definitely you're definitely not alone there have right. definitely been moments where I just like I can't I cannot handle it and like mm-hmm. not that that's a good way to do it but like there is no other way no nope. moment to just express the anger that is inside <laughs> because nobody can hear my thoughts or like my feelings in that moment so yeah you're definitely not alone <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> guilty probably that I think it was this last week so guilty right alongside you right um but it's hard yeah nobody talks about and I think the hardest thing at least for me and maybe it's just me that gets like super sucked into it but like I have a moment like that it's like a really crummy moment I'm like okay I need to take a break my break of choice is then taking out my phone and scrolling yep and then I'm on like Instagram and like everybody's just having a great day they're Mm -hmm. like traveling or they're doing this or that and they're happy and you know, whatever. And I'm like, and here I am. And I just screamed at my family, like yeah. literally just yelled. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I'm the biggest jerk in the whole world. And everybody else is living their life and they're all happy and doing great things. And I think yeah. that's hard. <laughs> it's like nobody. And maybe somebody, maybe another mom has also had that moment prior, you know, oh, yeah. but it's like, you don't know because nobody ever says that. So no, they're not posting their little outbreak they're like yeah you know you see all the moms cuddling their babies and I'm like I just screamed at mine it's fine yeah it's fine good you know we're fine like yeah that was a hard that's a hard one to wrap your mind around I think she's like oh that's and it's interesting because all these things kind of go together right like motherhood in general is just a learning curve always <laughs> just yeah. a constant curve you're always learning and in the and end I, it's good yeah I think like part of that is because motherhood becomes part of your identity mm-hmm. like when you think of who am I 
-hmm. What do I do? What am I good at? What do I love? Just who am I? Like, I'm a wife. I'm a school psychologist. I'm a mother. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a sister. I'm a friend. Like, all of those things come up. Like, mother is one of those things. And it's probably the second thing that you say. First or second, you know? Like, it becomes very defining piece of who you are Mm -hmm. so when you're experiencing all of these hard truths and all of these things that are really sucky it feels like it's a direct reflection on who you are you know when you have these unmet expectations or your expectations are different from reality it's a reflection on who you are and like what you're not doing right or you know your self-worth and like how you view yourself and what you think about yourself and how others view you like even though that's twisted and that's not accurate at all I think that that's what we do in our minds because we have in a way defined ourselves as mothers Mm -hmm. so when we have those moments it's like oh it's a direct reflection of me Yep. And that's hard. <laughs> so hard. And it's, yeah, I think it's hard when your identity is being tested every day too. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not like oh, I'm a teacher and I, you know, I work these many months, but then like I'm off for these months. I don't have to think about it for yeah. a while. Like <laughs> I can take a break. Yeah. That's not always how it works. In your mom. So it's, it's a beautiful, messy life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful and messy. And that's the truth. So all that to say, <laughs> tell us something good. Tell us something good about this week. <laughs> On that note. Um, so mine actually was, so I, my therapist was on maternity leave. She had her baby earlier this year. And um, before she left, she was like, you know, if you need a therapy session or whatever, like you can always contact the, can't even think of what it's called right now center or the whatever. center yeah. yeah you can call them <laughs> thank you and they'll hook you up with someone and blah 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 and I was like I think I'm like I was doing really good my last yeah. session I was like oh no it's fine like I'll be fine literally the next day our heater broke and then we got COVID <laughs> a week later it was like are you kidding me <laughs> of course yeah. yeah like great but um anyways but lately Ryan's been like have you scheduled with your therapist I'm always like mm, no like yeah. um and I know I've needed to for a while and I just haven't reached out I think it's harder for me I've gone to a therapist like three times like I've had to restart like oh I need to go back yeah and every time it's just hard for me to go to that first appointment totally you know? yeah 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 and so like for the past month or so I'm like I know I need to go but I've been using the excuse of like, well, she's still on maternity leave and finding a new therapist would be hard and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And which is true. Like I have, it's harder for me to open up to new people. Um, but today she texts me. <laughs> she's like, Hey, I'm back. Do you want a session? And I was like, well, I can't say no. Right. Like, <laughs> um, so my win is that I did schedule an appointment for the next few weeks and I think it's really, really needed, um, but not something that I necessarily want to do, you know? Yeah. No one so. wants to do hard things. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to do that, but I think it will be good once mm-hmm. I go. Um, 
But yeah, that's my win. I scheduled. Yay, that's a big win. <laughs> talk about all these hard truths. I'm just going to yeah. go talk to her about them too. So. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, um, good. Yes. So what was yours? Well, <laughs> I've had a tough week. So like my baseline is not very high right now. <laughs> hey, anything goes, man. <laughs> so my win for this week is that I did laundry. Yeah. I've done like probably 20 loads. I don't know how it is possible for us to have that much laundry. It's just been constant, honestly, for the last three days of just mm-hmm. like in, out, in, out. And so since we got back from our big vacation at the start of summer, which is like the beginning of June, we our closet situation has not really fully recovered because as mm-hmm. soon as we got back from vacation, then it was like off to another vacation and then another one. And so just like laundry and that whole thing has just been the hottest mess. So today, really spent some time cleaning up the closet. We're almost done with laundry. We're close. I feel like once Yay. tomorrow, I think it's all going to get wrapped up. Going to wash all the bed sheets and, you know, finally put the last touches on it. And, of course, there will be another load of laundry waiting right. for me. <laughs> but I am very much looking forward to just, like, wrapping up the chapter of, like, the million laundry loads that I have done this week. So I, at this point I'm taking anything as a win. And for me, yeah. it's laundry. That's huge. <laughs> like we literally have three baskets in our like laundry area right now that yeah. need to go in. So don't like, that's a huge win. <laughs> <laughs> well, the worst part is that for a long time I had all of it clean. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have it folded or oh, yeah. it would then be folded and it would never make its way back upstairs. So then We'd pick through those piles mm-hmm. and then, you know, the piles fall over and they get mixed up. And then like all of a sudden it's all over the place and it's wrinkled and you don't know what's what. And so you just end up having to like rewash all of that because you just don't yeah. even know what's going on. That's kind of been my life for the last like month. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's just been awesome. a lot and it's stressful and it really stresses me out. But then I don't have the energy at the end of the day to deal with it. So yeah. just like moves to the next day. So today I was like, no, I'm done. So anyway, I love it. laundry. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Laundry's a win. It's a huge win. Yeah. You're doing better than I in the laundry department. <laughs> At least, especially today. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> it's a work in progress and don't ask about the rest of my house. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> I am not the Instagram mom with the perfect house. Don't worry. Like, I cannot. I aspire, I, but I fail. I would love to be. Yeah. I, w- I feel like I was like that before kids. And that's another one of my unmet mm-hmm. expectations. And the hard truth about motherhood is I used to be very clean, very organized. Oh, yeah. And then you get married to someone who has different expectations. And then yep. you add in a baby who has no expectations for anything. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, it just, yeah. That's just a constant state of whatever. <laughs> Trying <laughs> That's to a just... whole other story. Well, it speaking is. of that, I mean, I think, oh. I think when you talk about motherhood, you also have marriage and baby mixed in there. And so maybe next week we talk about what marriage is like after baby and what that looks like and how that has changed for the better and things that have been challenging because I think that's a huge piece that oh, yeah. really just gets left out 
in general. I think sometimes maybe people are talking about the hard truths about motherhood. You see that on Instagram or, you know, some Mm -hmm. of those things come up. But I almost never see anything about marriage after a baby and the exciting things and the hard things that come with that. So maybe let's lean into that one a little bit and see, you know. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Because right now I just see like the funny memes that make it like, oh, you know, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> I know. You see all the beautiful reels of like how perfect life is, right? But yeah, I'm like, oh, no, that's not my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a different season of life. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, it's been fun. Yeah. I look forward to the next one. We'll go deep, even deeper, I suppose. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for hanging out, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.